Good Monday morning and welcome to December. If you're watching this as it is being posted, we're aware we leave these up there for years and so may not be December for you. But for the rest of us, December's coming uh, one of my favorite months. I hate being cold, but I love Christmas. So torn a bit there, but I love this month. Anyway, a question came in at info at rsafeharbor.com and we encourage those. Uh, it can be a question about, you said this, but we thought this, or uh, doesn't this first give you a problem over here? Those are fine. But we also get uh, a few that will come in and say, have you ever addressed this? And we love that, absolutely love it. And one came in, uh, they had noticed that at our safe harbor, women's voices are heard whether they are the voices of young, uh, young girls or whether they are more seasoned females, uh, that their voices are heard equally. Uh, they can preach, they can lead at communion, and they can lead ministries and all of these things they do. And so understanding that and actually even approving of it, one lady said, but how do we deal with Peter's phrase about women calling them weaker vessels. Well, if you don't know where that is, it is in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 7, where husbands are told to treat their wives with gentleness, understanding, and honor as the weaker vessel. Well, we know how some people have taken it. The Victorians and the post-Victorian age, all the way up through the Edwardians, I think, uh, they, they took it as women are fainting violets, and many times they were fainting because of the clothes that, that were culture and fashion required they wear, that stuff where they were so tight around the middle they couldn't breathe. And fainting women was a, a real thing, but that was, that was costume caused, not because of any inherent weakness in people that happen to have two X chromosomes. So what's going on with Peter? Well, the first standard thing we can always say is, please remember the Bible was written by human beings under the direction of God, with God watching things, but it is not dictated. We've walked, we've walked through that a lot. If you've not caught it, uh, go back through the Monday morning messages and look how we got our Bible, what the Bible really is. Look at all those, all right? But there's something much deeper and much richer going on in 1 Peter 3. And I owe a lot of my understanding of this to a theologian who happens to be a woman. Now, I would love to tell you her name. My problem with this is that she has an Eastern European last name and I would butcher it. There is absolutely no way I would end up pronouncing that correctly. So we're gonna put in the link uh, in the description or comment area of this video a link to an article she did actually on this verse. And while I'm not taking it directly, my answer directly from her article, it absolutely tracks. It's informative, it's well-written. You might want to book link her studies. All right, that said, there were, there were legal proceedings done in the time in the first century that would ask the judge to consider a movement, a sentence, a finding based upon the weakness or the otherwise zero power individual in front of them. 
And the way that women were treated in the first century legally, they were the weaker partner in that they did not have the legal protections. They did not have the rights of men. And because of this, they would throw themselves on the pity of the court. You may have heard that phrase used somewhere in literature or perhaps on a an older television show. These people would sometimes call themselves weak in order to elicit pity or hoping to seek some justice from the powerful men who did not have to, disp to dispense justice for them since they were merely women. Remember, none of this was God's idea. This was merely the legal reality in which they lived. So was Peter agreeing that the legal reality was correct and you know they are weaker vessels which they should be and no I, I don't see that in fact Peter calls them weaker vessels because he wants husbands to treat them well to not pity them but to try as it says to understand them and to honor them in other words they're not lesser versions of men which is what science told them in the first century and it told them before that and for a millennia plus after. They're not weaker versions of men. They are not just, you know, sadly necessary creatures, but no, there is much in a woman that a man needs to hear and understand and honor. And so Peter is telling men to stop, slow down, treat her as the weaker vessel because she's not had the chance to speak. She's not had the chance to create. She's not had the chance to unfold all of those uh, petals of her flower to let us know the depth of her wisdom and her insights and her beauty. And so Peter was telling men, slow down, look at her and honor her. Um, in an understanding way, I believe is what one version calls it. Look at her with an understanding way. I don't like that one as much as I like the, the New King James to treat, to dwell with them, to live with them. In other words, not just a moment, don't ever so often take time to listen, but live with them with understanding and honor. Well, ancient women, with very few exceptions, were disadvantaged politically, uh, legally, economically, they had, they just did not have the power and had, or the rights of a man. And people in power are often not aware of what life is like without power. And so that's why Peter would say, dwell, stop. Let this be a part of your life. Pay attention. It's, it is the same um, as one person said it, the, a true character is revealed by the way we treat others who cannot do us any favors. How do you treat someone who has zero power over you? In 1 Corinthians chapter, 12, um, chapter 1, verse 27, Paul used that same word to mean a general weakness of society. God chose the weak of the world to shame the strong. But also, uh, Paul used that word about himself, that he was weak. And in that he meant that his spirituality was not where he wanted it to be. 
He also referred to that, using that same word, as a physical weakness. And this is something which nobody likes to talk about, but it is true. I can remember the old uh, television series Alias, and my family uh, made it a point to watch Alias. And here's this super thin, pretty lady, and she's a spy. And these big hulking combat guys come at her, and she throws a kick and knocks them down. Well, it, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. If you're going to martial arts because you've been told even a little person with martial arts can just take over the big people, they're lying to you. Physics is physics and you can't beat physics. If, you, if she at that thinness were literally to throw her fist into somebody's jaw, she would shatter her hand and she might sting the guy. But if he's had any combat experience at all, it's not going to put him down. And this is a reality that women, as a rule, and again, exceptions about, but as a rule, are not as strong or as fast as a man. However, you put me against any woman Olympian, and she's going to clean my clock, mop the floor with me. We use whatever metaphoric phrase you would like. So we're talking about equals here. Equal 20-year-olds, equal 30-year-olds, equal 40-year-olds, equal lifestyles. Uh, we, we know this, and so we make adjustments for this, as we should. We make adjustments for people based on age, based on training. Even if you're playing a game of golf, I don't know if you know this or not. If you're playing a game of golf, you have a handicap system. So that you can always play level. I can, there's a handicap system that would allow me to play level with Tiger Woods or Jordan Spieth because he would have to give me a certain number of strokes a hole. See, that is understanding Patrick is the weaker vessel here, but he would like to play golf. And as you play together, this would make it fair. And so that kind of term is physical weakness. The same word is used there to say, listen, she doesn't have physical power over you, most likely. Therefore, pay attention to that. In my 43 plus years with my wife, and my wife is available, you can talk to my wife, uh, I have always made it a point, always from day one, of making sure she doesn't have to lift this, she doesn't have to do that. She, you know, I did not marry my wife for her to scrub floors. If I can do that to, to, to her satisfaction, I'll do that. I'll take out the garbage. I'll mow the lawn. I'll do whatever I can to lift burdens from her as a show of honor to her, but also as a show of reality that my sweet lady has um, a bit of arthritis, a bit of movement issues, and I don't ever want her to feel like that's holding her back. So I adjust, and that's what Peter is asking men to do, or telling men to do for their wives. Physical weakness is not a disadvantage in the body of Christ, neither is legal weakness or the lack of economic rights. We are to treat each other with honor and respect. There's no insult, in other words, uh, here. There's no insult intended, and there's no insult in fact. He is trying, in fact, to undo an injustice by getting men to understand that women 
have depths and understanding that we need to honor. I mean, I'm amazed by women. I'm absolutely amazed by women. And, and if you've hung around me long enough, you know that that's in my sermons, it's in my conduct. I find them fascinating. I find them, of course, beautiful, but also find them magical. Uh, the things that they can do. I mean, only a woman can usher a new human life onto the planet and do so and then love it despite the pain and, ra and be fiercely protective. I mean, women are amazing. And women who never have children are still amazing as well because, well, they're people made by God and therefore they have many layers and they are complex creatures, just like all of his children. It's not unusual to hear women being described as weak in the literature of the first century, or even if you go you know, several centuries either side of this. And of course, you'll see it all the way through the Victorian age. The Victorian age really pushed the concept of weak fainting flowers who don't have much in a way of brain power. Therefore, men must be in charge of them as if they were children, only taller and more interestingly shaped. No, that wasn't God. That was Victorian society. And there's a whole lot about Victorian society which we should shudder to think was done in the name of Jesus. So um, I agree with the, th the female theologian whose link we'll put below that uh, this was not intended to be anything other than a gentleman wake up and treat your wife well as a person, listen to her, love her, understand her. So it's one of those things that thank you for asking the question because once we answer it, it makes us love Peter and if we're smart, love women far more than we did before we started the discussion. Have a great week. God bless.